Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. What's your relationship to money? Good? Bad? Comfortable? Confident? Or does thinking about your financial future, your bank account, your credit card statements make you feel shaky, uncertain, or like you're on a terrible blind date? Something to avoid at all costs. Time to start swiping right on your finances. We have a show to help. My guest today is Kathy Entwistle, a private wealth advisor, a top Forbes financial advisor, and the creator of the hot date you didn't know you needed, The Money Date Box. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Money Date Box, part card game, part relationship tool, all things financial planner. Designed for couples, for singles, for parents of teens. The Money Date Box is where you start to take ownership of your financial future and develop a better, more confident relationship with money. Welcome, Kathy. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's my favorite topic to talk about. Yay. Well, it's not mine, which is why (laughs) I invited you, because I need to be better. Uh, I want to thank you for saying yes to being on the show. I want to thank you for creating a tool that can help us demystify personal finances and get us on track with our money. Uh, I want to start by answering the question that many listeners may be thinking, which is what the heck is a money date box? Okay, great. Yeah. So actually a money date box, it came to me as a solution to help provide an answer for individuals, couples, anyone that really wanted to understand their money. I've been teaching financial education to individuals, including, you know, uh, women only courses for years as a volunteer, because I think it's so important to understand your money and to build that financial confidence. And so what I did is I thought, well, what if I put together in a box the basic foundation that you need in order to get your first step going, your first start going and build that confidence with the right tools, with the right information. Um, Speaking about these courses that I've spoken um, to many women and others about or the panels, so many times people come up to me afterwards and they're like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. Like, who do I call? Do I have enough money? What should I do? And a lot of times they would even say, do I have enough money to work with someone like you? And what what happens is we have this fear in ourselves that like, can we work with somebody? Will they reject us? And I thought this needs like to be democratized. Everybody needs access to financial education. Everybody needs access to understand what the important things are to know about your money and then how to build that foundation. So I literally created, almost like gamified it in, in a card game Um, an eight week uh, course in a sense where you can, in a fun way, sit down either with yourself, your girlfriends, your significant other, and ask the questions that matter to help you identify what your priorities are when it comes to your goals, your values, what's important to you, and to help you build that out using these tools um, to create money in a way that's comfortable for you. And we also have an eight-week audio course that goes along with the card game and an instruction booklet, so you have support to get you there. And it's literally my way of making sure that anyone that wants to have access to financial education and build their own financial confidence can do so in a very simple way. It's so genius. I mean, I think, and I love the way that you've gamified it because we have, um, you know, we've gamified our fitness with our health tracking um, you know, Fitbit, where you sort of do races with friends and different challenges. We're, we're so used to that that concept and it makes it feel fun and it gives it a way of, I don't know, just sort of feeling accessible. Um, 
And I, I, I love that you share that women you know, come up to you and say that like they don't know where to start because that's sort of how I feel. I mean, money is a topic. I'm just going to be honest. That's always made me a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, I obviously know the basics. I'm 52. I've managed to, you know, to get here. But I've never really done the deep dive to get to true fluency, you know, true confidence in, in, in personal finance. So um, what are some of the top stresses that you hear from women about money? Yeah, that's a great question. There are a lot of stresses about money. Um, particularly it's just the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. And I think whenever there's uncertainty around anything, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety. So one thing that I always say is money is not just quantitative. It's not just about numbers and cents, right? Dollars and cents. It's about a lot more than that. There's a whole qualitative side behind it. And if we can address that first, we can get more comfortable and work towards the quantitative side or the numbers side. So qualitative is like your emotional side, the way you feel about it, your history with it. And even, even like normally with any of my clients in my regular practice, but now also through the money date box, my first question, my very first question isn't how much money do you have? My first question is what does money mean to you? So if you think about that, it's going to bring up a lot of things about maybe security or being able to do things that you want to do, or how did you grow up learning about money or how did you grow up around money? People whose parents fought or families fought about money. When you say the word money to them, their shoulders shrug up, they get tight and stressed out because they're remembering these, you know, things that happened when they were younger and it's coming back into their, in their current life and the way they view money today. So if we can look at that and address that and understand where you're coming from, we can better help you understand how to build that confidence going forward, like take away some of those negatives or at least lean into them a little bit, understand them, and then move forward and take the right steps to create the basic financial concepts that will get you on the right track. I, I so love this. I, uh, Kathy, I have to tell you, one of the reasons why I went in search of a financial expert and found you is because a few episodes ago, I had a wonderful nutritionist come on to talk about her book, Food Story. And in Food Story, she talks about the stories that women have around food and you know scarcity, deprivation, overindulgence, and how it can really impact their relationship to food and nutrition. And I read her book, which is wonderful. And when I read the, I don't have a like you know we all have food stories, but I don't have a negative one around food. My like mom raised me, I think, with a very healthy attitude. But I mm-hmm. realized in reading her words that I had a finance and money story, which is I'm not good at it. I mean, literally reading her book about food made me realize I was terrible with money. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. I don't have to be embracing this story. I can have. I can. I can do hard things. Like I can learn this stuff. I can I can feel comfortable instead of kind of head in the sand ignoring it. So that's literally what made me go in search of of you. And when I saw the the money date box, I'm like, I'm having a money date box with myself because I am yep. I am letting go of this story that does not serve me, which is that personal finance is hard and scary and not my thing. And I'm taking this on. So what I are- love that. I love that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I love that. And I love all the words you used about in the book, like overindulgence and, you know, stress or that, that it's very relatable food issues to money issues. So I totally get that. And I, I love that you brought that up. And I, I grew up in a family that didn't really talk about money. You know, we were like comfortable, like, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the bills seemingly got paid and there was not a lot of conversation around it. And 
you know, not a lot of education around it. And I went through a school system. You know, I went to a private all-girls school. You know, they didn't tell you about money. I managed to graduate from college and get a master's and still not like be ever taught how to manage my personal finance. So it just wasn't something that was that financial literacy, I think, really needs to be baked in at a much younger age. So this uh, the fact that you can do this with your teens is amazing. So I would love for you to walk through the listeners. What are the money concepts that you get into in the in the box? Because it's stuff like budgeting. It's stuff like, you know, retirement planning. Tell, walk us through yeah, the, what, so, what, what we cover. So there's a concept called financial planning, right? A financial plan is a roadmap to get you from where you are today to where you want to be. And um, I'm also a CFP, a certified financial planner. And basically what that means is like you're just um, looking at certain areas of somebody's life and helping them understand how to build on it better. So I relate it to like a, a vacation. We've all gone on a vacation, right? We are, we are not going to just show up at an airport and see what flights are available <laughs> and then find, you know, find out where we, you know, get to where we're going and then figure out where we're going to stay, where we're going to eat, like what clothes we need. We're not going to do that. So why do we do that with our own financial picture? And it's like a bigger sort of scaling of a vacation. That's one goal that you have in your, you know, in, in, in your life and that you prioritize. So why not create that prioritization around everything that's important to you to make sure that you don't have stress, you don't have uncertainty, and you don't have that fear because money can be a huge stress for so many people. And I think just by addressing these um, items, you can reduce that, that, you know, that stress. So your question was the different topics. I just start with the first week is like a welcome week. And it's really about understanding what like some of those questions I, I mentioned earlier, what's important to you? You know, how have you learned about money? What, you know, what do you want to address? What was your best financial move, your worst financial move? It's really about really getting to the bottom of what's making you tick when it comes to money. Second week, we're going to talk more about cash management. It's, you know, it's the, uh, what is it? What the six letter word budget, you know, not the four letter word, but the six letter word, but still everybody hates the word budget. And really all a budget is, is really saying like, what's gather your income, gather all your resources. Where, where are you bringing money in from? Do you have income from a job? Are you getting um, alimony? Do you have interest in dividends from your portfolio? It's just adding up all the money that's coming in. And then you're writing down all the expenses that you're, where money's going out. So it's a way to help you understand what your, what your money in and money out is. And do you have any left over at the end of the day? And in this part of the you know, uh, money date box, I want you to really take a concerted effort to see if there's things that you can do in order to pay yourself first. You know, okay, great. You have decisions to make and it's, it's always more powerful when you know you can afford to do something and you're still meeting other goals at the same time. So it's, it's uh, just acknowledging that, it's understanding that, it's writing it down and it's creating a budget that makes sense for you. And I will say for people that like to do it like on a daily basis or have a little bit more direction, we have a planner that goes along with it. So you can do that and follow through that as well if you want. So cash management is the next topic. Then we go into debt. I mean, debt is such a big issue. So many women have come up to me um, and said, I've got debt from college, from law school. Like, how do I pay this down? I had no idea this is what I was signing up for. 
And so we want to get to these people before they take on some of that debt so they can make better decisions. Um, do you know, would I rather go to a public college than a private college and not have as much debt, be able to afford things? Do I want to have a part-time job along the way? I just think it's really important to know what your outcome will be based on the decisions you're making and understanding your debt and what that does, not only for your current financial situation, but also your future. So for example, debt has to do with your credit score. Um, Credit score is like your financial DNA. How good are you at paying back debt? How reliable and responsible are you with your financial picture? Do I have to answer this question honestly? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh my God. These are hard questions, Kathy. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, it's, it's really literally, if you go through this process and it, it it is, you know, you can just do the cards and, and go through that process and not dig deeper. And I think the cards alone are a great conversation to have with, again, yourself to like self-discovery with a significant other, you know, two, two people can think they're very similar, but when you get into the whole money aspect, there's very different um, ideas and uh, sort of histories that come into the relationship that are important to review and discuss. And I also think it's really great to see all these, particularly women, but lots of people talking about salaries and bonuses and how much you know a, a particular position should pay. I think having these conversations are so important. So having money dates with your friends can be kind of fun too. You know that brings sparks a lot of conversation and discussion. Kathy, that's such a great idea. I want to just, we're, we're going to head into a quick break, but when we come back, yeah. I want to ask you about how you get your partners and friends excited about doing this project with you. Beauties, spring is around the corner and I am all in on making it through winter and feeling my best. For me, self-care is sleep, reading, hot yoga, and hot baths. And thanks to our friends at Kindra, my bath routine has a serious upgrade. You've heard me talk about Kindra's line of estrogen-free menopause essentials, including supplements for hot flashes and better sleep. Kindra has a new product, a soothing bath soak, formulated for a boost of hydration and moisture. It's ideal for sensitive dry skin like mine. Plus, it's made with nourishing botanical extracts and without irritating preservatives, soaps, or fragrances that can disrupt the pH balance of intimate skin. You can try Kindra's Bath Soak or any menopause essential for 20% off using my code KD20 at checkout. Head to OurKindra.com to reinvest in your self-care essentials. Kathy, we're back from our break. Uh, as we headed into it, you talked about the idea of sitting down, maybe doing the money box with some girlfriends, maybe doing the money box with your partner. Perhaps you do it with yourself. What are your tips for making other people excited about the idea of going on a money date with you? That's a great, that is a great question because I think the worst topic for anyone is money. They they hate the concept of it. So to get excited about it, having this you know, sort of this little box and game, it's current, it's modern, it, it looks appealing. So to be able to say like, look, we're just going to have a conversation and start talking about money. And we think that by, you know, having this, these conversations, it's going to help us build confidence more. We're going to understand it more. We're not going to be so nervous about it. I'd say women in particular, this is a great, you know, a great concept for them and a great way to spark the conversation to say, Hey, there's this like really cool way that we can do this. Um, other than that, I, I think it's just people are really interested in, in taking control and empowering themselves. And it's a big topic these days. So it's a great way to do it. 
And then for, to do it with your girlfriends as well is so important because I, I know that um, it's important to be sharing information about your finances and perhaps even your salaries. There's We always read about the gender pay gap, that women are being paid less than men. One of the ways that we're going to work our way out of that situation is just having more honesty and transparency about what people are getting paid because, you know, the smarter you are, the more you know, the more you know. And you're going to, you also might learn, I mean, I have learned so much from doing this podcast about caring for my health. I've had doctors that have come on to talk about you know, menopause and, and um, you know, caring for your pelvic floor and all sorts of things that I had no idea existed. So I would encourage people to consider doing this with a group of girlfriends because they might be making some smart financial choices that you're not aware of because you're not learning about it from them. So, Kathy, before we went into the break, we walked through the, th- the first three areas that you cover, which is the, the opening conversation, the mindset around money. It was budgeting. What are some of the other areas that you cover in the box? Investing. People always want to understand how to invest their money. Women are notorious for saving and not investing, and investing is really where you grow your wealth. Retirement, like what's the difference between a traditional and a Roth IRA, and how do I put money away for my future? Um, lots of topics in there. We talk about insurance. Insurance is all about protecting yourself and the and what you've built so far. Ways to do that. Estate planning. That's more about like what your wishes are for the future. Transfer of wealth. And then like education, because a lot of times um, we want to put money aside for ourselves or family members. And there's you know ways to do that that make more sense. And then the wrap up is part of that as well. So. That's the basic concept between, um, you know, the different topics in the money date box. And, and they do follow along, like what a financial plan might look like. And so if somebody goes through this eight-week program and they've got your eight-week audio program as well, what are they leaving with? They're leaving with a foundation of their financial picture in a good spot where they understand it, they feel comfortable with it. Depending on where they are in their lives, they may not be happy with the outcome or they may be very happy with the outcome. But the point is you will know where you are and you will know what you need to do to get to where you want to be. And I think that's really powerful. And just to, to, sorry, and just to touch on the idea with the, the women, even if you have a significant other and you want to speak to your significant other about this or do a date with your significant other, sometimes the best place to start is with your girlfriend's. And do like, you know, do this with your girlfriends and that will might give you the power and confidence to then have to spark, you know, that conversation with your significant other or at least broach it like, hey, this is a really cool thing I did with my girlfriends. I think it would be really fun for me and you to do. Absolutely. And so, you know, you this box works for people of all ages. You you have three. Is it three different boxes or is it one box? Yes, yes. three different boxes. So you can you can um, get the money date box is for individuals, the money date box for couples or the money date box for teens. Um, you'll need to work on a money date box for divorce too, because I know that's one of the, yep. the biggest challenges yes. that that affect women's finances. We've had some divorce experts on the show, and that that's always an issue. So for women, the women that are listening to this show tend to be 45, 50, 55, yep. you know, up to 65 too. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking like, gosh, I should have been on the money date box for teens. It's too late for me. No, what I would say is, is that the if you are... In that age range, I, I'm right in there with you. And it's never too late to start. Today's like a great day to start. And I have a, a course that I've been teaching for women in this age group. I volunteer at like the local library, local Y. I've been doing it for like 20 plus years. 
And I always think, oh, they're good. You know, I don't need to do it anymore. It's out there. Everybody's talking about financial education. What I realized, no, nobody's really teaching this. And these women, they love coming, they love learning, and they are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And it's like, it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to make little changes to, you know, one's to give you the confidence that you're in a good spot. And two is to give you tools so that you can get yourself in a better spot if you want to. So I think it's it's a great tool to use. Okay. That's ter- that is very reassuring because um, I feel like I need to get this box, dive into it and, and you know, shift my, my money story. So what are some of the small changes that you might make, um, recommend making to people who are listening about what they can do to improve their finances in 2022? That just may not be on their radar. Things that are kind of like fly under the radar that you're like, why aren't people doing more of this? Well, I would say one of the things that women particularly, which I mentioned earlier, we tend to put money in the bank and we, and we just let it sit there. We save it. We don't invest it. But if you look over long periods of time, the way to grow wealth is through investing it. So I think learning a little bit about how to invest your money and grow it uh, faster than, you know, if you look at savings rates over the last couple of years, it's been pretty much 0%. Um, so if you can grow it, I think that's a great way to start too. So starting by investing your money versus saving. Um, In terms of other things that you can do, make sure, especially women, do you have long-term care insurance? Who's going to take care of you, you know, when you're older? It's different today than it was 50 years ago when families lived locally, children came in and took care of their, you know, their moms. Usually we outlive our spouses or we've divorced our spouses or we don't have a spouse. I mean, that's where the statistics are these days. And so having long-term care insurance gives a little bit of comfort that you've got some protection in your future and it's not going to put you out financially. I would also say a lot of women today don't want to put that burden on their children. So long-term care is something that every woman should be looking at particularly, you know, in your uh, from 50 and up. Such smart advice, because we are living longer, healthier and fitter than generations before us. I mean, for the first time in U.S. history, we are on track to have more people over the age of 65 than under the age of 18. Right. We are living 30 years longer on average than our great grandparents did. So, you know, because we are going to be living longer, we need to make sure our finances can, um, can can keep up with us. Uh, So I love that suggestion. That's a great one. I love your suggestion about focusing on investing. For people who um, are taking a baby step into investing, what might you recommend? Yeah. So what I would recommend is it's it's easiest to learn about, I think about Peter Lynch, who was a, a fellow who ran the Magellan Fund of Fidelity for years, and he was quite successful. And one of the biggest things that he did is he would talk to his wife and his daughter about companies that he was thinking of investing in to find out from them, like, well, what do you think of this company? Do you like their products? You know, how are the price points? I think the best way to start is think about something that you like to, um, to do in your day-to-day life. I mean, I'm just, you know, whether it's a car that you like to drive, well, then maybe look at that, you know, look at that company and see if you want to learn a little bit more about that. You can go to your local library. There's lots of information on where to start. There's tons of books on how to invest, just talk to the resource librarian about that. And there's also um, financial sheets on the company that once you're ready for like level two to get more involved in that. But the first thing is usually it's your, you know, 
what do you see that looks good out in the world? What do you like to do? Where are your interests? Are you going to, you know, a pharmacy every day to get your, you know, your, your personal hygiene goods or your prescriptions? Well, maybe that's a good company to invest in. Are you into like the environment? Maybe you want to find a fund that is focused on being good to the climate and, you know, sustainability and, and things like that. So I think it, find things that you're interested in and tie that into what you're investing in. Kathy, I have to tell you this. For my daughter Grace's 16th birthday, we got her Starbucks stock. And that was it. I was like, I'm not buying you anything you're outgrowing, you know, and you are keeping this company in business. So this is, this is your birthday present. And I think she was a little surprised because it was very difficult to wrap, but it, it wound up being a fantastic gift. Kathy, I want to switch gears for a minute and ask you about your career. I know that you've been in financial education for 30 years, but you also were a stay-at-home mom for a period of time before you returned to work at a financial services company. Now you're an entrepreneur. Walk us through these transitions. How did you make them? I started out working for a large bank. And I started a family fairly young and I wanted to, like, I really wanted to continue working. I really love working. And it just was so hard to figure out, like, how, how can I work, raise this little baby, commute into the city? It was just complicated. I, I, I give so much credit to women who can figure out how to do both. I just couldn't do it. So instead I stayed home. I remember my mom said to me, I was halfway through an MBA finish your MBA. If you don't finish it now, you never will. I'll watch the baby. You go back to school. So while I was home, I finished up an MBA, which was fantastic. And I would be walking like our babies around, you know, the duck pond or or wherever. And I'd be talking to my friends about money and finance because I was a finance undergrad and I was a finance um, graduate student. I think it's also important to note that my dad was a CPA. He had three daughters and he always told us you can do whatever you want. And he was very big on financial education, which is unusual. So I do think when your parents support the conversation, it's also super helpful. So literally would be, you know, talking to my friends to be like, oh, I don't do that. Like my husband does that. I don't even know the first thing about it. I won't even know where to start. I'm not even interested in it. And I thought, well, this isn't good. We really should understand our financial picture. So this was back in like the 1990s. And I went to my local Y and I said, you know, I think it would be really great if we could have a class of financial education for women. And they agreed to let me teach the class. I created like an entire course and I had 40 to 50 women showing up every time I had the course. So we we knew it was something that was really important to them. And then there was actually men that wanted to join and they asked the women, would it be okay? And they said, you know, we really are much more comfortable having these conversations um, just amongst amongst us women. We don't want to feel intimidated. We don't want to feel like we're asking dumb questions. So we kept it as an all-female, you know, course and did that for years. Eventually, the woman would say like, I, you know, my broker talks over my head. I don't understand what they're saying. They're speaking in a language I don't understand. Can you look at my portfolio? Can you review it? can you be my advisor? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing this uh, as a career. It's just as a volunteer job. And that's where I got the aha moment. Like, hey, we need somebody to be an advisor to all of these people who feel that they're not being heard or that they're not being spoken to in a way that they can understand what their money is doing for them and how to work it better, you know, for their benefit. So I became a financial advisor, um, grew a really nice business, 
And, you know, fast forward to, I don't know, 2018, and the conversation became very suddenly about women and, you know, teaching women about money and empowering women. And I thought, oh my God, I've been doing this for like 20 plus years and we haven't moved the dial. Like it hasn't really changed and we need to scale it. We need to figure out a way to get the conversation out there more. And that's when I, it just came to me, like, what if I could create something that was really easy for people to access, wasn't very expensive because a lot of these courses are like hundreds or thousands of dollars. And it's a way for them just to access with not a very big investment. The, the biggest investment will not be money into this. It will be your time. Your time. So like how much does commit- the, yeah, because it's eight weeks, but how much does the money date box cost? $49.99. That's fantastic. $50 is a f- wonderful investment in your financial future. I want to hear about how you, uh, a little bit about the, the actual creation of the money date box, because you had a great idea. Um, but how did you uh, bring a product to market? You know, how did you actually create it? Was that difficult? What did that look like? Yeah, it was like, it was, it was all new to me. I'd never started a business before, but um, it was January of 2020. So it was before the pandemic. I was starting to meet with like a branding person and, and just going over my ideas and my thoughts. And is this something we could do? So um, once the pandemic hit, it was like everybody was home and I had a little bit more time to focus on that as well. And it was just, it was just taking all those years of experience and teaching women about money and understanding what people were really looking for and trying to put that into a very digestible, like, you know, um, compartmentalized way so it was really just taking everything that I've been doing over the last 20 plus years and, and putting it into a product. Now we did have version one, which was bigger and clunkier and had like little, like, I don't know, sort of things in it that were, you know, like little squeezy money rolls and things like that. And then we said, we don't need all that. We just need the basics for, for um, people to really understand this. We don't need to add like little things to it. So now the second version is more modern and current. It feels um, like very, um, I don't know, like like you want to open it and do it. It and, reminded me of Scategories. Uh, you remember Scategories, that game where you have those long boxes of cards that you would open? Because that's what it looks like. It's like long boxes of cards and it's color. It's sort of color coded. It looks, um, I'm going to include a link to the, the box on the website along with an image too, so people can take a look at it. And I would encourage you to go to moneydatebox.com and, and check it out for yourselves. How did you find the the person or the the factor that actually produced it for you physically for you? Uh, you know, through through people who have been helping me with the branding and the content, um, they have um, connections where they found it. So originally, you know, the first version we ordered like five hundred of the boxes, and um, we went and did it on a platform that supports women in business, and then. We regrouped and redid it because we just felt it was a little bit too big and too clunky and sort of too outdated. Um, and now um, we'll be selling on Amazon. We sell directly on the website, um, and we'll we'll do things like this where we you know can talk about it a little bit. And hopefully, what I would love is anyone that wants to also follow us on Instagram at the Money Date Box um, would be great too. Trying to build a community there as well. So fantastic. I, I, lo- I love everything about this story, that you took 30 years of expertise and recognized that you could um, sort of share it in a different way, 
You could monetize it. You could create a business around it. Anyone who's listening to this who has this 20, 30 years of experience in something, you can put it to work in service of a new chapter or a product. Um, and I, I, I just love that you realize you could Google, you could get connected, you could bring this product to life. There's so much inspiring um, information in your story. Kathy, our time is beginning to wrap up, but I do not want to let you go without doing a quick speed round because I have so many questions, as I shared. The best part of hosting a podcast is inviting guests on to talk about the things that you are curious about. So I want to uh, dive in to our speed round if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So this is a one or two word, maybe short answer to a question. Creating the money date box was? Empowering. Best number one budget tip for couples? Communicate. Your number one money tip for single women? You need to do this. Get going. I love it. If we could time travel, we should all go back and do this one thing. And don't say buy Amazon stock because that's not an option. No, no, no. <laughs> Start early. Start early. Good, good time advice. Time is your friend when it comes to building wealth. And since we can't time travel, we need to communicate that to our children, our nieces, the people that we work with that are younger. Okay. Uh, no matter your age, it's never too late to take this smart money step. Put money away for things that are important to you, for your goals. Okay. My final question. Even financial planners need money dates. Here's how I make my own money dates happen. Okay. So I uh, am married. I have a spouse and we have money dates. We will only make a money date when it is quiet. There's nobody else around. We don't have to be concerned about anybody listening. and. Um, we do it uh, on the couch and we try to have a lot of fun with it. Smart, great advice. I love it. Kathy, before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you, your work, and learn more about the Money Date Box and make their own? Sure. You can go onto the website, www.themoneydatebox.com. We have tons of content on there as well, blogs, advice about you know how to start, not just with the Money Date, but just your financial picture in general. And then, of course, at the Money Date Box on Instagram. We're also on Pinterest. We've even done a little TikTok, which I'm not sure is my thing. But <laughs> in any case, the, the, those, are, those are the best ways to find us. I love it. Thank you, Kathy. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when we talk love, intimacy, sex, and relationships, all the things, with Dr. Juliana Hauser, a marriage and family therapist. Make sure you never miss an episode of A Certain Age. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter, Age Boldly, over on the pod website, acertainagepod.com, to learn when new shows drop. And before we say goodbye, I want to ask a favor. Please take a minute to rate or review the show over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This is super easy to do. Just find A Certain Age on your podcast app, scroll down to the bottom, and tap on the stars to rate or leave a written review. Both matter. Reviews and ratings help the show grow. Thank you. Your support means the world. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.